I like hell for you every single day, like I've always done and always will. Welcome to this week's edition of New York Now. I'm Chantal Destra. Food insecurity continues to be a real problem impacting communities across the country and right here in New York State. Last year, about 3 million households in New York were enrolled in the SNAP benefit program. Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse also have some of the largest amount of households receiving SNAP benefits in the country. During the COVID-19 pandemic, SNAP benefits were increased to help with the financial hardship brought on by the pandemic. But those added benefits have expired and are not slated to be renewed at this time. That reality, mixed with rising inflation, has resulted in calls for state action. To find out more about how the state can help, I spoke with Assemblymember Jessica Gonzalez-Rojas. Thank you so much for being here today, Assemblymember. Thank you, Chantel, for having me. Of course, absolutely. So your bill, if passed, would implement a state SNAP benefit program that mm -hmm. would provide um, you know, additional benefits that would run in conjunction with the federal SNAP program mm -hmm. and really be the difference between the federal dollars and $95. Mm -hmm. So you know, can you explain the logistics of implementing such an important program on the state level? Well, first off, thanks for talking about this subject. We just came out of uh, Hunger Action Month in September, so it's really important that we continue to address hunger uh, insecurity in this state and this country. Um, so recently, the Comptroller came out with a report that said that hunger was on the rise. About one in 10 families struggle um, with hunger at some point in their lives, and it is really critical to address this issue and look for ways to be creative and to ensure that we're um, supplementing people's uh, livelihoods with additional resources. Right now, the federal SNAP benefit minimum is $23. You could do very little with $23 um, in this day and age. A, a dozen eggs cost like about $6 right now. So it is really critical that we ensure that the SNAP program is actually meeting the needs of families to ensure that we are able to thrive in this state the governor said that we, sh we should have a, a more livable, affordable, and safer state, and this contributes to addressing food insecurity contributes to that. Mm -hmm. And how much would this program cost the state? So the, what the program would do is look at the minimum uh, federal benefit, which, again, the very minimum is uh, $23, and would ensure that we're providing at least $95. I actually will be amending the bill to make it about $100 even, oh, um, because New Jersey just passed um, this bill and um, currently has it at 95 So we have to be better than New Jersey. <laughs> uh, but we will create essentially a, a program that's funded by the state to make up that difference, whatever that difference is, so that every person, every household is at least getting $100 a month in mm -hmm. um, federal SNAP benefits. The costs are yet to be determined. Um, in New Jersey, it's about $38 million. Um, but certainly we have to look at the, the people enrolled in our state, um, so waiting on the fiscal. But what's promising is that also the controller came out with some uh, 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 anticipated revenues that were higher than what the Department of Budget put out. So there's some promising uh, feedback in terms of revenue, um, but essentially it would come out of the budget, um, which is a moral document, so this is critical. Mm -hmm. And is there any wiggle room to have the benefit even higher? more than $100? Like, where did $100 come from? Well, I think, again, we were, we were inspired by what, was, what happened in New Jersey. It passed. Um, it's in effect. 
Um, and again, we know that $23 is not enough to help any family. So um, we really want to get to over the uh, New Jersey amount. Um, but certainly, I would love to continue to look at the way that SNAP is administered. We have an opportunity with the Farm Bill. Uh, right now, the Farm Bill is being negotiated, so there's potential at the federal level that things might be adjusted. But I'm not holding out hope uh, for the federal government right now. Um, and I feel like at, in New York, we have to do what we can to make sure that our families are, are fed. It's good for uh, getting folks out of poverty, and it's good for the economy. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, the comptroller came out with a report that really underscored how much, you know, food insecurity is impacting the state. And, you know, it seems like it definitely isn't a new issue, right? Mm -hmm. It's been happening for some years, especially yeah. during the COVID-19 pandemic and mm -hmm. in the years that followed. So why is it that this would potentially, with your bill, be the first time that the state is implementing a program to this magnitude? Yeah, we've long struggled with hunger in this state, and COVID-19 highlighted um, how how folks were suffering. I represent a district um, that includes the neighborhoods of Jackson Heights, East Elmhurst, Corona, Woodside, Astoria, the epicenter of the epicenter of the pandemic. Right. And I volunteer, volunteered at food pantries, and I saw the lines that were wrapped around blocks and how it directly impacted uh, families who were desperately in need for food. So as an issue, it's so critical for me to fight to make sure that our families and communities are, are well-fed. Now, through the pandemic, there were a couple programs that supplemented uh, SNAP and supplemented cash assistance to family. There was the pandemic EBT program, there was supplemental WIC, and there was also additional funds put into SNAP. Those programs have gone away or will go away. The, the, the WIC program is going away this month in October. So we're seeing how that actually helped people out of poverty, helped people get through the pandemic. And now that the funding is going away, we really want to make sure that we can keep people afloat um, and be able to make sure that, again, families are fed. Um, there's some important statistics regarding SNAP. It's one of the most effective programs to address uh, poverty and food insecurity. For every dollar that someone spends using SNAP, there's about 61 to 81 uh, additional cents that go back into the local economy. And for every meal that's provided by a food pantry, you can buy 12 meals um, through the SNAP program. Mm -hmm. So it makes fiscal sense to provide this additional support to make sure, again, families are fed. It's not just a, a health issue, it's also an economic justice issue. And it's really important um, for our city and state to have folks be able to buy the nutritious food for themselves and their families um, in ways that are culturally competent and in ways they can make the choices for themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's a really exciting opportunity for us to do it. Again, we're waiting for the, the, the dollars amount and the numbers, but I think this is a smart investment mm -hmm. um, by the state. Yeah, and looking ahead at next session, what is your strategy of getting this bill over the legislative um, finish line next session? Uh, well, this is a statewide issue, so mm -hmm. it's really critical that we ensure that we're working with partners across the state regarding this issue, and I'm so thrilled that Senator May, uh, who's the chair of the Rural Resources Committee and an upstate senator, has uh, taken on the, the bill um, in the state Senate. Um, she's a wonderful partner and a wonderful advocate for agriculture and, and food security issues, so I'm really excited to have a partner in Senator May on this issue. Um, and yeah, we're going to be working both with advocates, with legislators, um, with 
uh, people in need to ensure that we're raising the voices uh, around the need of this issue and making sure that, again, we could adequately provide the resources and dollars uh, in the SNAP program that are necessary to keep people healthy. So um, it's going to take a lot of advocacy, um, right. but I'm up for it. I'm an advocate. Uh, so I'm really excited to work across partners across the state and the organizations um, that work on the ground to make sure our families are fed. Yeah. And in terms of support of the bill, what are your conversations like with um, Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty and, you know, the Senate Majority Leader about bringing the bill to this to the floor? Well, we're now out of session, right. so um, we're doing what we can to start building co-sponsors for the bill. Again, I'm really thrilled that we have a Senate sponsor. Um, so we're in the early stages, uh, but certainly uh, food insecurity, hunger has been an issue for our conference. Um, we just passed a major investment in universal school meals, not fully universal as I hope, but um, we have expanded universal uh, breakfast and lunch for children, about 81 percent of children across the state. Um, it's a historic investment and one solution to addressing the, the food crisis here in New York. We also have abundant farms, and this is a really great opportunity to make sure that we're working with our farmers as well, and there's a lot of uh, priorities and investment in those um, in the farmers um, to make sure that, you know, we take care of the breadbasket of America, which is New York, which mm -hmm. was something I learned um, in this role. Um, so there's a lot of win-win here and a lot mm -hmm. of areas that have been a priority for our conference. Um, so again, it's really about building up the uh, conversation on this issue, building up support and sponsorships, and working with the advocates to make sure that the voices of the communities that are in need are uh, central in this conversation as well. Yeah, and I know you're gonna try very hard to get the bill over the legislative finish line, mm -hmm. but can you talk to me about the impact on you know the state's issue with food insecurity if the bill does not get passed? Well, if the bill does not get passed, we're gonna keep fighting. Um, right now, people have to make decisions if they're given the minimum SNAP benefit. That is very little to survive on a month. Again, $23, it's, it's gonna be very difficult and people have, may do, but again, we want to make sure that we're investing in the health and well-being of our communities. Again, it gets those folks out of poverty, it may help them stay in their homes, be able to, to work and, and uh, excel academically. Um, so food is so connected to the other parts of our lives. Um, so we have to do what we can as a state um, to ensure that people have access to uh, enough quality food and nutritious food. Um, to keep them engaged in the workforce and keep their families here in New York. Um, mm -hmm. So this is going to be an ongoing fight, um, and um, I'm really up for it. Yeah. And in terms of negotiations mm -hmm. on this bill, are there any concessions that you're kind of mewling over that you might consider to get an overpass? We're definitely not looking at concessions yeah. yet. Um, again, it's something that has been done by a neighboring state, and right. I think it's always uh, New York always should be leading, so we want to, uh, again, be a leader on this issue. Um, it has been a priority for our administration. Uh, I have met with the governor's office regarding food security issues writ large, um, so they know this is a priority. Uh, we have really great programs that we were able, able to invest in, like Nourish New York, like the great expansion of free uh, breakfast and lunch for children. Um, so this would be a supplement to all the important work that we're doing to make sure that, um, again, our families are fed and, and our economy is going. Mm -hmm. And what about food pantries and food banks? Is there any room for the state to offer even more support? Yeah, the food pantries um, are such a great partner in this, in this work. Um, but again, SNAP is one of the most effective programs 
um, as I mentioned earlier, for every uh, meal provided by a food pantry, you can get 12 meals mm -hmm. through SNAP. Um, but certainly the food pantries are an important partner in this work. Um, they're very supportive of this bill. And it's really critical that we work in tandem to make sure that we're addressing the full scope of, of hunger in New York State. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, food insecurity is definitely a very real and important problem mm -hmm. affecting the state. And we know that you're going to continue to do the work here in Albany to, you know, continue to push forward and potentially have the bill passed. So we would, of course, love to welcome you back on the show Thank next you. session. Thank you so much. Thank for you so me. much for being here. Thank you. And that was Assemblymember Jessica Gonzalez Rojas. And we'll give you updates on the progress of the bill here on the show and on our website. That's at nynow.org. Along with SNAP benefits, another aspect of food insecurity involves food pantries who provide access to groceries. The pantries rely heavily on funding from the state to stay open. Here in the Capital District, about 69,000 people used food pantries just last year. Now, several pantries are calling on the state for more funding. To unpack that, I spoke with Natasha Pernica, who serves as executive director of the food pantries for the Capital District and the Alliance for a Hunger-Free New York. Thank you so much for being here today, Natasha. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Of course. So you've been the executive director of the food pantries for the Capital Region, as well as the executive director of the Alliance for Hunger-Free New York for some time. So I wanted to talk to you today about what trends or even some of the changes that you've seen in the way food insecurity is impacting the state over the last decade. Sure, I appreciate that, um, this opportunity, because it's been over a decade uh, since I've been doing anti-hunger work. And there's been a huge shift in especially the emergency feeding system or charitable feeding system. When I first started 12 years ago, it, we kind of had this get what you get mentality. Um, we had a lot of stigma about people who needed to use food pantry assistance, whether you know, you're not working hard enough or people shouldn't have to go to multiple food pantries. And we have had a huge shift in that um, we understand that really hunger in America is a systemic issue. It's not a default of character or people aren't working hard, hard enough. We see people who are working multiple jobs and still don't have the income to afford their basic needs. So, you know, again, 12 years ago, um, the food system was very much like, here's your food, here's what you have, you can eat this. And when I first started, most of the food pantries didn't carry fresh produce. Um, however, at the food pantries for the Capital District, we did a consumer survey of people who needed assistance from food pantries, and we found people want fresh produce, they want meat, they want dairy, those fresh items that typically are a little bit more challenging for food pantries to carry because food pantries a lot of times are small, and have limited refrigeration space. But now, 12 years later, most of the 70 food pantries that we work with here in the Capital District um, are providing fresh produce. Food pantries are also working on healthier food and culturally appropriate food. Um, and, and I'm proud to say that we've come to the point where now it's more about respect and dignity 
and meeting people where they're at with foods that they're more familiar to eat. We still have a long way to go. Um, there's a need. There's a need for a lot more funding and resources to support that dignity aspect. But the values are there, and understanding that people even go to multiple food pantries to get their needs met because the resources um, people are just not keeping up with the cost of living. Mm -hmm. And in terms of support needed, you know, what can the state do or the federal government do to support? Um, the work that you're doing or help to address food insecurity in the state? We, we in New York State have a state that I have seen in the last year or so become more aware of what the actual community needs are and the fact that a lot of people don't even understand the difference between food pantries and food banks. Um, those terms have been used interchangeably. And food banks are actually like the large warehouses that mm -hmm. the federal foods come through. The food pantries, you could kind of think of as the retailers. That's where people go when they, when they need food. They go to the food pantry. And a majority of the food that pantries distribute come from food banks. But the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is that pantries actually pay for most of the money, or excuse me, Pantries actually pay for most of the food that they acquire from food banks. And so we talk a lot about why do food pantries need funding, not just food drives. Just here in New York's capital region, pantries that work with us serve more than 70,000 people each year. Enough food is distributed for more than 3 million meals. So that takes dollars, while food drives are great. They help supplement the supply chain available at the food bank. We are definitely not doing this with food drives alone. So when you think about federal and state funding that support the food, uh, food pantry system, you know, the federal government through the Farm Bill and USDA um, provides the USDA food. When we think of food pantries, you might think of like the government cheese and, you know, the canned chicken and things like that. That food's available for, for free. Uh, through the food banking system. But the other food that's needed, um, we're fortunate that in New York State, the state has two programs. One is the Hunger Prevention Nutrition Assistance Program through Department of Health. And the other program is Nourish New York that was launched during the COVID crisis, um, which is through Department of Ag and helps food pantries and food banks purchase food from New York producers, which is a great win-win because most of those things are fresh product as well fruits and vegetables and dairy. Um, one of the biggest challenges that we're trying to get the state to understand is that Nourish New York and Hunger Prevention Nutrition Assistance Program, or what we call HIPNAP, were both flat funded in the budget this past year. And with inflation, in particular, food inflation is up 10, 12% um, based on the specific food products. So with that flat funding, we're actually operating at an $8 million net loss. So you could say, okay, well, it was flat funded, but with inflation, it's actually a loss. And at the same time, food pantries across the state are having significant increases in service levels. So it's like this snowball effect of the federal supports for COVID ending, the child tax credits, the SNAP emergency allotments ended. So people in the community who were already struggling all of a sudden had these safety net programs diminished while inflation was happening. 
So not only is inflation happening at the individual household level, it's also impacting food pantries and their dollars aren't going as far either. So really we're trying to appeal to the state right now to say, this is a crisis. You're not seeing the long lines of the mass distributions of COVID, but we are seeing increases across the state. And I saw that the coalition was asking for $43.5 million in discretionary funds from the state budget to help support food pantries and address um, community food programs across the state. So can you talk to me a little bit about that and specifically your conversations with advocates and state legislators on this ask? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, while the state agencies um, are doing their due diligence to move closer to aligning their own policies and programs to support ending hunger across New York, um, the administration has just not taken action, and I, it has been extremely frustrating. At this time, more than ever, um, and even, you know, I've been doing this work for over a decade. We have pantry coordinators who have been doing this work for over a decade saying they have never seen this level of demand at food pantries ever. And 30% of the pantries in our coalition locally say they're worried about having enough resources to make it to the end of the year. Um, the Alliance for a Hunger-Free New York has been talking with people in the governor's executive chamber. We have been talking to legi the legislator, telling them and sharing statistics and sharing stories from across the state. And as I mentioned, the, the, the current funding that the state allocated this year was flat funded, which means it's actually an $8 million loss. So pantries are doing more with less. So we are asking for additional funding this year to make sure that pantries don't have to turn people away. Um, we're going to continue asking for unallocated funds on behalf of the more than 2 million New Yorkers who are struggling with food insecurity. Um, we think that food should be a basic human right, and New Yorkers agree. In fact, when we had Siena College poll New York citizens across the state 96% of New Yorkers believe we should do whatever it takes to make sure that no one is going without. So we strongly encourage Governor Hochul to address this issue immediately by providing resources at a local level to food pantries, the ones who are on the ground, who can provide the culturally appropriate food that people in their own neighborhoods uh, are, to the people in their own neighborhoods there's a vast difference between the types of food that people eat, whether it's a urban neighborhood community, whether it's rural, suburban. Across New York, we're dealing with asylum seekers. Um, the food pantries in the communities know exactly what kind of food the people in their community need. And so the power, by putting the money in the local hands, they can address the needs in a more dignified manner. And apart from food banks and food pantries, I wanted to get your take on um, SNAP benefits. So Queens Assemblymember Jessica Gonzalez Rojas has been pushing for a bill that would work in conjunction with um, the federal SNAP program. It would provide additional state SNAP benefits um, to each household and basically um, increase the overall SNAP benefit that a household gets per month. So I wanted to get your take on this bill. Are you familiar with it? And how would it impact the work that you're doing on a day-to-day? -day? Yeah, this is actually a very critical bill. 
When we talk about ending hunger, uh, number one is for everyone who's working to have living wages. That's number one. But number two is strong federal nutrition assistance programs. And of the federal nutrition assistance programs, SNAP is by far one of the strongest anti-hunger programs. SNAP, or what used to be known as food stamps, provides people resources to buy food in a dignified way at a grocery store. They can make their own choices and buy the food that they're familiar with and used to eating to meet their individual and household needs. And since the federal emergency SNAP allocations ended, we have seen people to turn to food pantries who have never had to before. The other thing that I did want to mention about hunger in New York State and what that looks like um, is there was some really astounding numbers released uh, in July from the U.S. Census Household Pulse Survey. Um, we know that the pandemic has disparately harmed New Yorkers. When you compare July from 2021 to 2023 uh, in the Pulse Survey, when people were asked, do you have enough food for a one-week period? 87% of New Yorkers who answered said no, they did not. 87% more than in 2021 said no, I do not have enough food in a one-week period. And you compare that to 35% more nationwide said they did not have enough food. So New Yorkers are disparately harmed more than people across the United States, and that is where the state really needs to step up. And at this point, based on the data, the statistics, and the stories, at this point, I view the state as being negligent in their duty to respond to people and making sure they have their basic needs covered in New York. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot here, and we'll have to continue to check in about food insecurity in the months ahead and the work that you're doing, especially now and during the next legislative session. So yeah. thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Natasha Pernica, Executive Director of the Food Pantries of the Capital Region and Executive Director of Alliance for Hunger-Free New York. And as Natasha underscored, food pantries play a key role in addressing food insecurity across the state. And you can find more information on our website. Again, that's at nynow.org. That does it for this episode of New York Now. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week. Funding for New York Now is provided by WNET and by the New York State Education Department. Thank you.